You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. So, as usual, uh, much to discuss. Of course, your calls are the primary element. If you make them, you may uh, bring up whatever it is that's on your mind. But tonight, I wanted to talk about the uh, the debate that happened last night. I did not see the full debate. I did see the Ron Paul excerpts. Uh, I saw the whole thing. From the debate. And, uh, Michelle, I don't imagine you saw any of it. <laughs> No. (laughs) I'm sure I missed some profound statements and some great promises. And uh, I'm I'm sorry I was I was doing something fun. (laughs) Uh, But that's okay. Uh, So, you know, between the three of us here, we'll uh, kind of reflect on what uh, was and was not, I guess, part of uh, last night's debate. And I I have to say, uh, Ron Paul, it's good to have him back uh, because I would never watch a Republican debate if it weren't for Ron Paul being in it. I would enjoy the debate. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, And I've got to say that uh, Gary Johnson was on that stage and there were five people on the stage, uh, three sort of. Uh, you know, conservatives and two libertarians. And between the two of them, it really gave legitimacy to the ideas. You've got to try to imagine what was happening on that stage. There's two libertarians. One, um, you know, Ron Paul's perhaps, uh, you know, articulates the message in a little more principled fashion than Gary Johnson. I still think that the the end results would be very similar uh, between the two politicians if they happened to get uh, the, the office of president. But the other three, um, you know, you've got all three of them were pretty flawed candidates. Um, the, the, the one uh, fella, Herman Cain, he didn't have anything to say. He said it beautifully. He had the. Uh, he has a nice, deep, rich voice. Looks very presidential. But he said almost Americans nothing. Americans love that. Well, he, this is that's what he, essentially what he said. He said, "America is America to America, 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 America." Rah, you know, it was just disgusting, right? And then there's Santorum up there, who's got to be the most conservative, socially conservative of of the lot. And you know, he's been he is as a candidate been entirely just shot through. Uh, the The internet has got him. Uh, if you look up Santorum on the internet, you will see that it uh, it is synonymous with a frothy mixture of uh, fecal matter or something like that. I mean, like <laughs> frothy mixture I'm not of fecal you. matter. I'm Google. sorry, I was going for a picture. I'm getting. There are the adjectives. I'm going frothy, and then all of a sudden, fecal matter. Yep. Take a look. What have you been eating? If you ever had Google Santorum, and it's disgusting, right? Um, Then (laughs) Palenti, he supported cap and trade. There was nothing on the stage, and this was it—the first Republican debate. Some would say it doesn't count because, well, Mitt Romney and Newt Gingrich and what Huckabee guy or whatever was there. The bigger names weren't weren't there. I don't think Huckabee's gonna run. He's shown no indication. Sarah Palin shouldn't run. Uh, that you it would know be a very anything ba- about what's going to happen. So I only I only pay attention. I I know as much as anybody who pays attention. Yeah, I can't I'm, say I pay attention. So. I'm not shaking these guys' hands or anything. Right. 
Well, they're not talking to me, I can assure you. Well, we did talk to Gary Johnson, and we have talked to yes. Ron Paul in the past, and or just recently, Gary Johnson has really taken us, I think, taken a hit in his uh, liber- with his libertarian street cred uh, because he came out in favor of Guantanamo Bay as far as not closing it yep. is concerned. And, of course, Ron Paul is absolutely in favor of closing Guantanamo as well as uh, ending the military occupation around the world. And Gary Johnson kind of hemmed on on that particular issue as well. His answer is – He said he wants to look at every one of the bases or yeah, something really like a that. Politi- it was kind of a political answer. He did answer. say that he wants to get out of all of the wars that we're in. And I think that that, that that shows a candidate that – uh, is I, I think that it scares people when you say I want to get and out of every one of the bases. Pakistan, hopefully. What's that? And avoid getting involved in Pakistan. I, I would hopefully. really like I to mean... see that. Um, well, so I agree with you, Mark. As far as your analysis here, I think it's it's really good that first of all the two somewhat liberty-oriented candidates are in this debate. I was telling uh, Damo and Pete this from uh, LibertyOnTour.com uh, today about how. Those are a couple of guys that are pretty adamantly against politics, and yeah, I am sure. no fan of politics myself. However, I will recognize where it's valuable, and it is valuable in the area of getting the word out about liberty. Now, again, even if the messengers aren't as pure as I might like them to be, it's nice to see certain issues being brought up and discussed uh, in these debates, which never would have happened 10 years ago. I was mentioning that, you know, a decade ago, it was the 2000 debates, or about a decade ago, it was the, the year 2000. Harry Brown was the libertarian presidential candidate, really principled guy. I'm a fan. Unfortunately, he passed away in the mid-aughts. But I would have... It would have been a fantasy to see somebody like Harry Brown actually get a chance to debate some of the Republicans or Democrats, which, of course, they always shut out the third parties. The, they would never allow the Green Party or the Libertarian Party or any of those guys into the actual real debates. So to see Ron Paul get in in 2008 was a big deal for me. And then to see it ag- happening again But now, he had to get in as a Republican as opposed to the Libertarian. The, the, the deck is stacked to. against right. the Libertarian. So, so it's the only way so you can do it. he's playing the game and sure he is, did but so it's, effectively. Yeah, and it's working out. Out. Um, and in fact, this time around, so far, none of the candidates in the field are repeats except for Ron Paul. He's the only one who's come back around thus far. That may change, as you pointed out, Mark. But he's the only one who's come back around thus far to compete again in 2012. Mitt Romney's going to go, isn't he? Well, he can't win. <laughs> in, that's not stopped people in the in, past. In, indeed, you know? but in, in the year of anti, um, you know, Obamacare and anti cap and trade, this that's what we're going to see in 2012. Palenti and uh, Romney cannot win. Both of these guys passed versions of these uh, in, in, while they were in office. But he's I, so handsome. He is handsome. <laughs> I, I will not uh, dispute that. But, but my point being, right now he's not in, and yes. that means that Ron Paul is the only repeat candidate. So Ron Paul is the only candidate with the the benefit of that kind of consistency and, and familiarity. Stuff, yeah. And usually, you know, when you run your first time, you don't win. And maybe I'm not saying he's going to win this time, but he's getting more attention now mm-hmm. because. Kind of all the bumps with an the... I told you so behind him. Oh yeah, too. now he's yeah, got a lot more cred one. too mm-hmm. on that Indeed. fact that he's been right about the economy, and so and the fact that we're still in Afghanistan, we're still in Iraq. Well, I'm despite... not in those places. Well, you I mean say, the federal I, government. Yes, but we're yeah. talking in the context of these debates. I won't so. use those terms because I'm not in those places. You're such a so. purist. Um, but anyway, so I think it's important to have him there, especially when he is saying things that. 
really people need to hear. Uh, and I have to say, after I watched Ron Paul's performance in this debate, again, I only saw his segments because I actually went and looked for Gary Johnson's segments, but nobody bothered to take the time to cut his segments up, put them on YouTube. So clearly, you know, Ron Paul's got that. He's also got that base of activists that's sure. really excited behind him as well. And uh, so after watching that, I, I had to go. I had to go and give money to the the Ron Paul Money Bomb over at RonPaul2012.com. No, yeah. you did. It not. was that good. It was wow. that good. Well, you know, I told you that I, I donated money before, and my problem was that at the Future Freedom Foundation conference, which I attended, and he was the keynote speaker, he told me to my face, "I will stay in as long as there is money, and I can keep going." And then stay three in the race. Correct. Then three or four days later, he announced that he was going to be doing Campaign for Liberty and that he was withdrawing from the election. Or maybe it was longer. But you donated big time to his campaign upon him saying that he was going to stay in, right? I had already donated, I think, the twenty six hundred, and then I donated another twenty six hundred. I went to a couple lunches that were five hundred dollars a piece. So yeah, I gave a lot of money, and and the whole time I did not think I was donating to a candidate. I thought that I was donating to spread the message of liberty. And Mm -hmm. he seemed, you know, he was the ideal messenger because it was already there and he had the attention and everything. And so I'm, I'm pleased with the fact that I was donating to that, but I wasn't pleased that he told me that he was going to stay in the race and then, you know, accepted my money and then, you know, put it into campaign for liberty. I I wasn't happy about that. I think there are a lot of people that are less than excited about the campaign for liberty, especially after we've seen what's gone on for the last four years, which from what you can tell, Mark, has just basically been a, a bunch of press releases. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm not happy with the uh, pa- campaign for liberty's progress, but you know the tra- uh, the Federal Reserve Transparency Act, which was a big disappointment, and I thought that would be their thing. But I've actually got an excerpt from the debate last night, which I thought was it was laugh out loud funny. So uh, I I'll play that for you. you can see what you think about it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. Certainly, you're welcome to reflect on last night's first Republican debate uh, where Ron Paul and Gary Johnson, two liberty-leaning uh, candidates, were included. Ron Paul, I think, the heaviest of the uh, the two as far as his liberty leanings are concerned. I and think he uh, probably performed. Uh, I think that the the crowd enjoyed him more. And there a, was plenty of applause for he got uh, more Ron Paul. Of the poll sort of afterwards as the what winner. did the poll end up saying? There's a couple of a couple of polls that have called them the winner. That's all I can tell you. Because usually when Ron Paul gets uh, he usually when Ron Paul's in a debate, he typically wins the post debate. Uh, poll if it's like a user poll if it's something to where people can go online and and vote uh or use their text messaging remember last time uh fox news put up this text message poll and ron paul was the winner but they just kept downplaying him they just kept (laughs) they said everything that they could to try to minimize this man and i think that ron paul is going to get more respect this time around at least if you look at uh the, the the drudge report which is a fairly popular news website on the internet uh you look at drudge report they're putting 
putting his picture up. It's yeah. Ron Paul's picture that was at the top of the Drudge Report the other day. Also, it's there right now. He he made a statement in in the debate about uh, gay marriage and being in supporting of people being able to do what they want with their he lives. Sure did. He didn't um, back down from uh, he that, had, by the way. Well, he had been smeared in the past as being a homophobe and and stuff like that. Uh, you well, know, he's very smart. And a racist as well. Yeah, he's, he's very smart. He way. has his opinion about gay people, whatever that is, but he doesn't share that because he understands what liberty means and he talks in, in this it's a, I thought his answer to this question was great where he's talking about how you know you have to allow people to be free and he talks about getting the government completely out of marriage entirely which is the real liberty solution and good on him for that one of the most um, poignant moments for my daughter Aziza uh, because you know she we were involved in California Oregon Alabama Tennessee and then I also went up to Pennsylvania during uh, the last election doing um, campaigning for him and um, my kids were on board, you know, I mean like they were hanging signs, you know, they hung signs for like 26 miles in Alabama. And um, so they were, they were in it too. And uh, we went to a lunch at the, um, at a hotel in downtown Nashville. And it was one of those $500 a person heads. So, you know, um, we're going up the elevator and there are these two gay men, uh, one was black, one was white, and they were obviously together. And the one is like, sh- he is shaking so bad he can't fix his tie. And so his lover leans in and let me fix that for you. And he goes, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. We're going to meet Ron. Oh my gosh. It's so great. It's so great. It's so great. And my daughter was so um, just bowled over by the fact that there was a Republican candidate that was being supported by, you know, gay the gay men mm-hmm. when in, historically it's not been a very friendly party to, you know, the non-white Christian right. Yeah. And to their detriment. Exactly. And so, um, so my daughter, so Aziza asked and she said, so, you know, do you feel in particular that, you know, he's, and she kind of, you know, stumbled a little bit, but that he's friendly toward gay and he, and they were, they just turned and looked at her and said, you know, something to the effect of, He's pro markets and he's, you know, and they kind of rattled off things that had nothing to do with being gay, but were all about just um, substance, you know, issues, agendas and things. And then the other one said, and yes, he doesn't think that the government has any right in marriage whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And these are voluntary um, agreements between consensual consensual adults. Right. Which, duh. Yeah, and he said he it last it. night on the, in the debate, you know, and, and I believe that he's voted at some point against, he, he talked about voting in some bill that contains some stuff that he didn't like that would have allowed gay people to marry in uh, Washington, D.C. or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, you've got to, I don't know what all these bills say. I can, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I can't say one way or the other. I think that um, it, all the candidates have some problems that were up on that stage. I think Ron Paul's biggest problem is is that he's, uh, you know, he's got some weird quotes from his Texas Straight Talk newspaper or whatever twenty years ago that uh, are kind are those of those being brought out again at this point. They're, yeah, they will certainly be brought out again. You can't. Uh, well, he says. Remember, he said that he didn't write those. He didn't write quotes, those. That's what his claim, uh, claim back is. in the day. And besides that, people change. You know, I'm Indeed. not the same person I was ago? 10 years, years ago yeah. or 20 years ago or even five years ago. So, uh, you know, that if that's the worst that they can find on Ron Paul, then. Well, here's the worst they can find on him. He's 75 years old. He'll be the oldest man elected to the office if he, in fact, gets elected. 
that's what the worst thing is about him. I'm All right, sorry. so I'm going to play some of this audio here to give you kind of a taste of what it was like uh, last night. Uh, this is my favorite part of Congressman Ron Paul. Paul, you say that the federal government should stay out of people's personal habits. Uh, you say marijuana, cocaine, even heroin should be legal if states want to permit it congressman oops sorry now this is uh now this is typical right whenever the drug war comes up as an issue the questioner goes right to heroin ron paul are you saying there will be heroin vending machines (laughs) on the streets i mean how many times have we heard people take it to heroin and ron paul doesn't back away one iota legal if states want to permit it you feel the same about prostitution and gay marriage. Question, sir, why should social conservatives in South Carolina vote for you for president? Well, they, they will if they understand my defense of liberty is the defense of their right to practice their religion and say their prayers where they want and practice their life. But if, if you do not protect liberty across the board, it's a First Amendment type issue. We don't have a First Amendment to so, so that we can talk about the weather. We have the First Amendment so we can say very controversial things. So for people to say that, uh, yes, we have our religious beliefs protected, but people who want to follow something else are a controversial religion, you can't do this. If you have the inconsistency, then you're really not defending liberty. But there are strict rules on freedom of choice of this sort because you can't hurt other people you can't defame other people but yes you have a right to do things that are very controversial if not you're going to end up with government that's going to tell us what we can eat and drink and whatever you know it's amazing that we and of course that is where we're at right that is the kind of government that uh exists today is a government that will tell you what you can eat and what you can drink and whatever and ban trans fats how much fat alcohol whatever so it's it's there and ron paul just basically calls out all of the other people that take the opposite position and lets you know he lets the audience know hey these guys aren't for liberty if you aren't for the liberty of people to take drugs, then you aren't for liberty and just wait until your, you know, your religion is restricted or what you want to eat is restricted or whatever, because that is the slippery slope. So he brings in the slippery slope argument without using uh, that, that terminology. And he's also kind of doing a good job of, while still answering the question, not focusing on heroin, like not exact, just not really zeroing in on that particular issue, but making it so that the religious probably zealot types that are watching this, the social conservatives as the questioner suggested, making sure that they can understand his point that, hey, look, liberty is about the freedom to choose and the freedom to choose to be in some religion or the freedom to choose a drug if that's what you want. I thought it was a great great answer. And And Gary Johnson pointed out something during the debate that I thought that was extraordinarily important. The fact is, whether they like it or not, the social conservative Republicans will fall in line during the general election. It's the um, that mat- what matters for liberty, their libertarian type candidate, is the uh, is the, uh, the 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 primary election. Mm-hmm. So if you know folks like either Gary Johnson or Ron Paul can get into the primary, it doesn't matter what the social conservatives st- say after that. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's a little bit more to this heroin discussion, and we'll finish up Ron Paul's thoughts and take your thoughts as well. It's Free Talk Live. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live dial in toll free bring up anything you want you're welcome to comment on the republican debate uh, last night which featured both ron paul and gary johnson two liberty oriented uh, candidates relatively so, depending on how you look at things. But uh, I I have to say, I saw Ron Paul's performance, and I thought he did a great job. We'll continue with an excerpt of what he had to say here uh, in a moment. Also, want to make sure you know that you can visit us at freetalklive.com and enjoy all of our features there. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. And then if you click into the archive section, it'll take you all the way back to 2006 Late 2006. All of that is free for you. It's thanks to great sponsors like Jason Osborne and SACL CAI. Now, if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, get in touch with SACL CAI. They do collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. As we continue here with a little bit of Ron Paul's performance last night, I said I watched all of his clips. I'm not going to watch the whole debate. I don't want to hear what those blowhard uh, Republicans have to say. I was somewhat interested in what Gary Johnson had to say, uh, but nobody bothered to ex- excerpt his clips onto YouTube as they did with Ron Paul. So, yeah guess i'm not going to do that i'm not going to like watch through this debate and fast forward and try to find find gary johnson one politician yeah but ron paul did a great job and there was i I watched the whole thing um so i mean it's not like it's not like it didn't get listened to by anybody on the show oh yeah you you did you did uh so anyway so i'm playing this uh, excerpt here ron paul answering a question about heroin he is asked, well, you know, if you want to legalize drugs and legalize prostitution, why should a social conservative vote for you? And his answer was essentially that, look, if you care about your freedom of religion, you need to care about other people's freedoms, even if they're freedoms with which you disagree. And he just, you know, brings up the slippery slope argument in that, you know, as soon as you have as soon as you say yes to government controlling something that you don't like, then you're opening this big door, uh, the Pandora's box, if you will, to where government will tell you what you can and can't eat and tell you all kinds of things that you can and can't do. And of course, that's where that's where we're at today. And to address the the comment about the social conservatives, prior to me becoming a Christian, I was a very adamant, loudmouth agnostic who hated Christians. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if if this had been a a place where uh, free speech wasn't allowed in, you know, in terms of talking about God or religion, who knows if I would have ever come to the faith that I love so much, but it was the fact that I was just as free to say, screw God as I was to say, praise God, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that really meant a lot to me. And then, you know, even when I didn't smoke pot for 12 years, I still was in favor of, of legalizing, decriminalizing, whatever, you know, was going to be the best, the most liberty, the most freedom regarding what you do with your own body, simply because I wanted to be able to take 
the supplements I wanted to be able to take. I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to breastfeed. I wanted to be able to do those things, which, as we've you know talked about on this show, have been uh, curtailed. Right, and you know? this is this is the point that needs to be made strong and loud and clear to everyone. If you want to go after people's behavior that you don't like, that doesn't harm anyone, expect the stuff that you like to be gone after. And I don't care if it's eating Skittles mm-hmm. or skydiving or scuba diving or yep. driving, uh, you know, your off-wheel vehicle or cross-country skiing. Having so- anal sex in your own house. Uh, or that. <laughs> Whatever it Which is. Which is against th- the law still in some in states. In some places. Some states. Uh, you, there's always in somebody some places who it's, wants it's, to, to, to get into your business. I think in some places, Michelle, it's illegal to have sex outside the missionary position, but I, <laughs> I believe that to be true. Uh, so you could correct me if I'm wrong, though. 800-259-9231. We continue here, though. Ron Paul pressed further in a moment here on the heroin question. And whatever. You know, it's amazing that we want freedom to pick the future, you know, our, 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 our future in a spiritual way, but not when it comes to our personal habits. But, but, but say, Senator, are you suggesting that heroin (laughs) and prostitution are an exercise of liberty? Well, you know, I probably never use those words. You put those words someplace. But, uh, yes, in, in essence, if I leave it to the states, it's going to be up to the states. Up until this... Wait, hold on this, just a second. Uh, yes, I do think that uh, prostitution is an exercise in spiritual liberty. The fact is, take a look at most religions that existed, well, say, in the time of the Bible. You're, you're talking about most of the priestesses at these places were, in fact, prostitutes. Really? I mean, you in can go many to the religions. I'm, I'm not talking get a prostitute? about prostitute. This is the truth. <laughs> in Greece, wow. there was uh, the um, Diana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oracles or whatever. Yeah. So wow. that's it. I did not know that about the, those old religions. You got to get out more. All right. We continue <laughs> here. I don't think you learn that by getting out, Mark. I All think right. you learn that by reading books and stuff. That's yeah, well, you've got to read books and stuff. All right. Here we go. I'm too busy. Century, you know, for over 100 years they were legal. What you're inferring is, you know what? If we legalize heroin tomorrow, everybody's going to use heroin. How many people here would use heroin if it's illegal? I bet nobody would put the hand, oh, yeah, I need the government to take care of me. I don't want to use heroin, so I need these laws. <laughs> he <Right> nailed on. it. <laughs> he nailed that one. I mean, yeah. good job, Ron Paul. That, like that two minutes with Ron Paul, that was enough for me to say, yeah, this was. You wrote a check based on yeah, that, huh? I cut that guy $100 based on that. I mean, it was just absolutely awesome. So uh, here's here. And then the commentator actually comes back with a zinger. That's the crowd pipes down. I never thought heroin would get applause here in South Carolina. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I mean, how about that? But it's funny. (laughs) That never would have happened. No, I think that's what I said. It was laugh out loud hilarious to me as I was listening to that alone uh, earlier. And Wow. Like, I never would have imagined that topic being discussed in a national debate a decade ago when I was following the Harry Brown campaign for the Libertarian uh, Party and hoping on top of hope that he would somehow be allowed into a debate to where he could crush these prohibitionists and these statists and authoritarians. And by the way, Ron Paul, at one point in his uh, one of his other questions mentions authoritarianism and, and essentially labels the government as, as authoritarian. And, you know, to have words like this and ideas like this thrown around on a national level platform 
is worth something to me. Now, do I think that Ron Paul's campaign staff is running this, his campaign as lean as mean as possible? No, certainly not. I think that they, they probably wasted a lot of money last time, and they'll probably do the same thing this time. Do I think that $20 million or however many millions Ron Paul raised last time and however many more he'll raise this time? He's over a million dollars at ronpaul2012.com right now, and that's just within the last 24 hours or so. Uh, so however many millions he's raised, do I think that that money could be better spent on other kinds of activism? Yeah, I think so. I don't but know. But it's not going to be, though. But it's, exactly. It's not going to be because nobody has the the uh, the name recognition or the stature of Ron Paul. Ron There's Paul nobody did something else. amazing for the Liberty Movement in 2008. And he's he's gearing up to do it even more so well, this time, Mark. I because think him and Gary Johnson together, you, you have these two prongs coming together. It adds more legitimacy. I agree with you. It makes I wish Ron they'd look get less together, crazy. quite frankly, instead of uh, the, their... They're, you know, they're snip sniping at you, each other. Okay, not them as much as they're sniping, they're... though. Do you think my first th- uh, thought was when he did not correct the commentator that he is, in fact, a congressman and his son is the senator? You know, that's something, you know, Ron Paul is just a really class. He's a class act. Mm-hmm. If you recall from the debates four years ago or five, whatever that was, three, um, he any one of the other candidates would have picked up on some little thing like that, yeah. and, you know, drill jet kind of thing. And they did that to him. Like, you know, a, a mispronunciation of a word or, you know, saying Iraq instead of Afghanistan. I mean, do whatever it is. They just, so do you think that he has that, enough of that, um, I don't want to say killer instinct because I hate, you know. But, spunk? Uh, he's very spunky. Yeah. But I mean, d- I just think politics is kind of dirty. Rudeness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they say diplomacy, but it doesn't seem very diplomatic to me. Well, for one, you know, you look bad being rude to a man who is, uh, you know, holds himself, comports himself in the fashion that Ron Paul does. So I think that those things, honestly, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani did Ron Paul a favor when he uh, you know, made him <laughs> yeah. the focus of his his um, you know snipes. Look at what happened to Rudy Giuliani's campaign. He was the he was the lead guy. Uh, for months there before they went into New Hampshire and he just just he got a fell box apart. of books <laughs> there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves bring up anything this is free talk live are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear manventureoutpost.com carries knives ammunition scopes binoculars laser sights fish finders and boating equipment from manufacturers like aimpoint bushnell otterbox crimson trace k-bar remington streamlight winchester and more manventureoutpost.com family owned and members of the better business bureau prices so low some can't be advertised get an additional five percent off with coupon code ftl get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, in, in, in addition here, you can dial up toll-free, 800 259 9231. We're talking about Ron Paul, but you can talk about anything you'd like. In fact, coming up, we'll talk about uh, Michelle. I think you want to have share some words regarding libertarian relationships and ownership of a, of a partner. We'll get to that. But uh, 
Ron Paul uh, just Way no, to I think, a carrot there, buddy. <laughs> knocking it out of the park last night with his answers on a variety of pretty tough questions. Uh, where he was able to give really principled, liberty-oriented answers during a nationally televised, uh, Fox News televised debate. And the first of many. And uh, it's just great having Ron Paul in the race. I didn't get to see any of Gary Johnson's answers because I watched the Ron Paul excerpts and nobody had excerpted uh, Gary Johnson. Clearly, you know, he's the new guy in the race. In fact, all the rest of the guys in the race are new compared to Ron Paul. And so Ron Paul's going to be, you know, Mr. Familiar at this point for people that paid attention in 2008. And I think it's great that he's on board. Gary Johnson's had a couple of instances where he's trying to sort of be sort of uh, Ron Paul younger and more moderate, I think. Um, you know, he's he's trying to take a, a attack that's, uh, you know, more of a moderate libertarian approach. And I don't think it's going to win him as many supporters. I don't know. I couldn't say. I think that I think that both of the candidates, Ron Paul has an incredible ability to, uh, you know, raise money. And Gary Johnson's younger, uh, you know, he's... It's Ron Paul's fans that had the ability to raise the money. It wasn't Ron Paul's right, campaign that, that did all that. And what... I'm, uh, the only thing I'd ever propose here is I think that they actually might have a chance at a shot at the White House if they teamed up because Gary Johnson has executive experience. I think you're right about that, yeah. Mark. Whether they will or not, it depends on how, I guess, it uh, depends on how their egos, I suppose. Yeah. At this I, point. I, don't, I don't know. Um, and, and, and how things work out. I think that the Campaign for Liberty is kind of a, you know, it's probably a pretty insular organization and uh, doesn't want anything to do with uh, Gary Johnson is what. I'm seeing from the um, from the outside. I don't know. But, you know, I think it's a couple of issues that Gary Johnson hasn't been so great on. One of them was uh, he wants to audit the Fed as opposed to ending the Fed. Mm -hmm. But frankly, Ron Paul, if you read his in the Fed book, his solution at the end is to allow alternative currencies to legally compete against the Federal Reserve, which means that. As far as I'm concerned, I'm sure J- Gary Johnson would not go after anybody t- um, competing with the, the U.S. dollar as long as they're not counterfeiting or anything like that. So I don't think that their solutions are v- really a big deviation uh, between I see what you're saying, but Ron Paul will say he wants to end He the wants Fed. to end the Fed, yeah. but how do you do that, Ian? No, I think that I think that's a reasonable right. suggestion is to allow competition in it's the, the only, marketplace. It's the only to way. To end the legal tender laws would be the way to do that, right? Because right, right now the government has legal tender laws that mandate that anybody who has a debt, public or private, has to accept Federal Reserve notes to satisfy that debt. And ending that uh, that mandate would go a long way. And, of course, stopping them from prosecuting people like Bernard von Nothaus and the folks behind the Liberty Dollar would be helpful as well. And Gary Johnson said something to the effect that he would not shut down Gitmo, which to folks that are into liberty organ um, liberty sort of movement is distasteful. Um, Michelle, how do you it's feel about that? It's a turn off for me. I don't want to support him. Well, to just go back for one second, though, about um – about Ron Paul and the the Federal Reserve Act thing. That was really at the point when I went, that's it, I'm done. I I kind of, I'd been done with politics for a long time, and then I got, ah, maybe, but then that was it. Because, I mean, I went out and got 100 friggin' signatures along with all these other people in Nashville and took them in to our congressman and, and wrote to the senators and called the senators. And that is the... Singly, well, it was at one time. I'm sure it still is. It was the single most co-authored, co-signed bill of all time, mm-hmm. and yet it has not seen the floor. 
So, you know, so politics is a slow, uh, ugly game. I, I know it. I, it is distasteful. I'm not. I'm not, not you're yeah, not going to get me to say that it's. Hey, this is great, and because I'm not going to say that. But um, I think Gary Johnson has said, said something distasteful with uh, saying, "Well, we got to keep Gitmo." I want. I, I'm for keeping Gitmo. But he had a good. I think he's good on the but, immigration issue. As far as the other Republicans I, are concerned, I, I agree. And one. as a matter of fact, he articulates it better than Ron Paul. Uh, Ron Paul's you know solution, is, honestly, at this point, is kind of like Gary Johnson's. But it, before that, it wasn't. Uh, you know, really articulated well from what I could tell. But honestly, when I've looked deeper into what Gary Johnson had to say, I called him and talked to him on the phone as far as uh, this this uh, Gitmo thing. He's for military tribunals for these guys. That's scary. I it is scary. I can't but do you think jury trials like are less scary? I mean, really, do you think that there's going to be okay, more justice for these guys? guys? There are people there that were taken from their homes, yep. taken from have, their no jobs, evidence. taken from their schools. Mm-hmm. People like my ex-husband yes. that, that have nothing to do with anything yep. other than the fact that they're Arab. Sure. And they haven't been able to see their families. Yep. They're, they haven't been allowed any legal counsel. And, and he so thinks that they're, they should... They're they not should. even prisoners of war because we're in an undeclared war. Yep. So they're not even given the the accoutrements... accoutrements of of being in war. That much is true. And like so, public trial, which is a big thing about military tribunals, is they aren't they public. They won't necessarily be public. Uh, but Mark. remember, these military tribunals are the same thing that they give soldiers, a United States soldiers. And I don't support and that I either. I don't think so, any of these trials are going to be fair for these guys, I agree whether with you, they're Mark, a public trial no or not. About that. And Gary Johnson believes they should have had them years ago. That's Military tribunals. Right, military tribunals. Look, you and I wouldn't be talking about this if the military tribunals happened five years ago or whatever when these guys were picked up. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I understand that, Mark, but it's disturbing to me that you would defend the idea of military tribunals. Gary Johnson doesn't believe that it's, in fact, legal. He doesn't believe that uh, civilian courts have jurisdiction, and he believes that that's why the Obama administration backtracked, because it made the promise that it would do that. He doesn't want to make any promises he can't fulfill. And he doesn't, want to, shut down, he doesn't want to shut down anything. Gitmo. I find it distasteful, but if, it, if that's the that's only solution... That's enough for me to support Ron Paul over Gary Johnson. That, that, that is a, I think what? that's a pretty big difference. Supporting something that can't be done because it's illegal? I'm not sure. I, I don't know what I'm you're saying. I'm telling you, if anything. you let me finish what I'm saying oh, instead of whoa. jumping in See? every time. Easy, it's very I'm just oh, trying oh. to talk. Hey, I'm full of piss and vinegar tonight. It's my turn. <laughs> you just step off, buddy, because I'm all wound you're up. You're defending military tribunals, <laughs> I'm not Mark. defending military you're defending tribunals. defending Gary I'm Johnson's telling... defense of military tribunals. I'm telling you what he thinks. Red. What have I said? <laughs> I freaking said I, I find it distasteful. I see a vein, and it's about to pop out. I've said twice, now the third freaking time, that I find but it you support the candidate who supports no, I'm explaining to you I'm trying to talk to him no I'm you're ex- yelling I, I, yeah. he keeps on he will not shut the F doesn't up doesn't it sound to you Michelle like he's defending the candidate who supports military tribunals I think he loves Gary Johnson. Doesn't I think I think he is. Uh, it's okay a, a to have a crush on Gary Johnson. <laughs> You've got it's a man okay. crush. Yeah, it's okay. If I you... think he's a far more vi- viable candidate than Ron Paul. Um, Wait, but... is that because of his age? Yes. Okay, his you age. know what? He doesn't. He doesn't have the uh, the, the, the bigot smear from twenty mm-hmm. years ago. He um, doesn't have that sort oh, of. Oh, uh, they just haven't. They just haven't conspiracy caught... theory thing <laughs> where he's uh, been on Alex Jones's uh, show. Ron you know, Paul is a more viable candidate because he's got a name, and Gary Johnson doesn't. I think these two need to get together. You've, re- you've already mentioned that, Mark. That's all I'm saying. And, and what I'm saying about the military I'm saying if I've got to pick somewhere to put my money, I'm going to put my money behind the guy that says close down Gitmo and end the wars. Not, I'm going to look at each military base and decide whether or not we need it. I mean, Ron Paul is a more hardcore liberty candidate. End of story. Yep. The two I, things, by, I mean, his two issues, end the Fed and um, 
close all the bases and bring everyone home. Those two things alone are enough to have me go. If I had to vote, I'd vote for him. Yeah, those are uh, the, the, those. I to me, those are my two big issues when it comes mm-hmm. to this Federal Reserve and it's war. That reminds but me, I, I need hear... to switch my voters' registration back to undeclared so I can go and vote for uh, Ron Paul in the primary. <laughs> do you have to declare in New Hampshire, or do you have to? Yes, in, in New Hampshire, state is different. It's no, no, confusing. no. In New Hampshire, you do not have to declare. You can be either a Republican or a Democrat, or and uh, you can be an undeclared. And so if you are undeclared in New Hampshire, what that means is you can walk into the voting uh, location on voting day and you can declare. So I could walk into Ah. the uh, voting primary and I could say, all right, I'm declaring as a Republican today because I don't know if there's going to be any liberty-oriented candidates in the Democrat side, but I doubt it. Um, So I would declare – There's no going to be any candidates on the Democrat side. I mean if you're a registered Democrat in the state of New Hampshire, you want to be undeclared because there's not going to be a primary. Is really? Nobody's going to challenge well, uh, Obama? No. Really? I mean, nobody of any Dennis substance. Dennis Kucinich, I, I imagine, would simply and because... So it'll be 1, yeah. 1% to 99%? I don't know, Mark. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be all that united like you say it's going to be. We'll see, I guess. But either way, you can declare when you walk in. They then hand you the ballot for the party for which you've declared. And then when you walk back out, you can undeclare again. Mm. And then you'll be, uh, you won't be on either I side. I believe you can actually declare a uh, Democrat. You can undeclare, you can undeclare beforehand. You yeah. have to do it before, beforehand. And then you go in as an undeclared. You say, I'd like a Republican ballot. You come out as a Republican. Um, you say, I'd like to register as a Democrat on my way out the door. You could do that, too. Yeah, yeah so you could. You could be a Democrat back on the, back on the way out the and door. And New Hampshire is one of the few states that actually allows you to register to vote and vote on the same exact day, uh, which is also mm-hmm. fairly unusual out there. 800-259-9231. And I tend to agree with Michelle that voting isn't going to do much of anything, especially at the federal level. But Ron Paul's in the race. Oh, God. I don't know. I did say I wasn't going to vote for federal. <laughs> Turn I did say I wasn't going to vote for federal uh, <laughs> so anything anymore. So it's two anymore. of you against me. A, more a primary okay. isn't a uh, federal election. That's a good it's point. A party, it's a well election. said, Mark. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of these airwaves, bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. While those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites, we do it free. In fact, you actually get to control the content of the site as well. You find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with the other listeners, you just go to freetalklive.com and submit it as show prep. It'll then appear on our site, and other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like what it is that you have suggested. So, uh, And you get to vote on things as well. So go to freetalklive.com. And get interactive there. In fact, we get some really great show prep from our listeners by them submitting it to uh, the website. And some of the news actually in the the digital realm today is coming from Corey Doctorow over at Boing Boing. It's actually the top story right now over at freetalklive.com. Boing Boing.com? Boing Boing.net. Okay. 
And it's a short one here. It's just a little bit of a uh, little bit of good news. It's nice to bring out the good news when it does exist, because usually when it comes to the corporations and such, they uh, tend to be very obedient towards the federal government. Uh, if the federal government wants them to do something for them, they usually go ahead and do it. There are some corporate exceptions to that, obviously, like with Amazon refusing to, uh, like to state governments when Amazon, the state governments are trying to tax things and add new controls to business. Amazon will just basically say, yeah, we're leaving. We're, if you want to tax the internet, we're gone. Say goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a few corporations that deserve props, but a lot of them will just bend right over and do whatever. Well, here's another uh, corporation. I think it's a corporation, at least. The Mozilla Group. Uh, it's, it's an open Firefox. source. Yeah, Firefox. The people that make the Firefox browser. Most of our listeners actually use Firefox. Interestingly enough, we can see those things when we look at our statistics. Uh, so a lot of our listeners are familiar. I use it. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. familiar with Firefox. It's a, it's a good product. And apparently the organization that's behind it is pretty good, too, because according to Cory Doctorow, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has asked the Mozilla Foundation to take down the Mafia Fire plugin, which automatically redirects browsers to new URLs for sites that have had their .com and .net addresses seized in the latest round of the copyright wars. Hmm. Mozilla Foundation has firmly refused Quote, however, where ICE might have expected a swift takedown from Mozilla, the legal and business affairs department of the tech company was not planning to honor the request so easily. Anderson explains that our approach is to comply with valid court orders, warrants, and legal mandates. But in this case, there was no such court order. They were just basically coming to them saying, hey, we want you to take this plug plug in off your website. Do this because we're tough. We're the government. Uh, According to Anderson, complying with a request without any additional information would threaten open Internet principles. So instead of taking the add-on offline, they replied to ICE with a set of 11 well-crafted questions. And uh, so they, you know, the questions are more of a kind of a legal nature, like have any courts determined that MafiaFire.com is unlawful or illegal in any way? If so, on what basis? I mean, there's no way the Department of Homeland Security is going to be able to answer that question in the affirmative. Uh, is Mozilla legally obligated to disable the add-on or is this request based on other reasons? If other reasons, can you please specify? And it goes on uh, from there. And so basically these Good guys, on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to uh, if you if you feel like you must talk to the government people, always good to ask them questions. Because when you ask certain questions, they don't have any answers. They're not interested in answering your questions. They want they just want you to obey. They thought they could come into Mozilla. Do it cuz I said so. Right. They thought they could come in, throw their weight around and well, be and the federal government and intimidate Mozilla into giving it up. Look who's fallen. I mean, Switzerland did last year. What do you mean, fallen? Well, Switzerland gave up the names of uh, the uh, private pe- ordered ordered its banks to give up uh, the names of uh, private bank account holders mm-hmm. to uh, U.S. of U.S. citizens, right? That's Which, right. I mean, that's I get for I mean, that's not even a company that operates within the United States. Yeah. <laughs> sovereign country. <laughs> There's so you know? many obedient uh, people out there. So good for Mozilla. They definitely deserve a uh, high five for that one. So, awesome job. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, Michelle, let's uh, let's talk about this libertarian relationships thing. You uh, you were mentioning it during one of the breaks, and I said, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Why aren't we talking about this on the air? Because let's you made talk s- about sex, baby. What let's was it, sex? I thought it was about baby. ownership, because you were talking about how you thought 
you were owned hey, by your partner? If or if I'm in a relationship with someone and I want sex, I absolutely expect it. So, so, <laughs> so set it up here. What were you reading online uh, so that people get a clear okay, idea? I don't want to reveal her name because okay. maybe it doesn't. She doesn't that want doesn't it to be revealed. Yeah. But she's a lovely um, college age gal who is part of the Liberty Movement, and and um, she asked an honest question. You know, on her thread regarding. Uh, something to the effect of, is it even possible, and she was looking at a, the philosophical answer, to have a libertarian relationship because there's jealousy involved and when there's jealousy, there's an implication that there's ownership. That was how the thread was set up. And I came back, sassy girl that I am, that uh, that... And, and I thought that it was all relationships. So, of course, I mentioned, you know, that I own my children until they, at which point they own themselves. And whenever people say, oh, you don't own your kids, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if my kid comes and busts out your windows, you're going to come to me, you know, up until a certain age and expect mm-hmm. me to replace them. And and the point when it would not even, like, it, you wouldn't even consider having me replace something that my college age daughter who everyone knows to be independent, you wouldn't ask me to fix the window that she broke, but you might with my youngest child. Mm -hmm. So there is this age somewhere in the teenage years where they take responsibility for themselves and they then are clearly autonomous on themselves. And she clarified that, no, she's speaking specifically in terms of romantic relationships. Well, I'm of the mind that when you are in a committed relationship, and I'll call it marriage, and that does not mean a state-sanctioned union, Mm -hmm. but rather a, I am going to love you always. And whether that works out or not, yes, but you are committed. This isn't, you know, just a casual thing. But yeah, I do think that there is a degree of ownership there. Ownership. That's See, a really harsh word. Like, I would never think that I own my partner. Mm-hmm. My partner is in a voluntary agreement. Wait, you don't which, own things voluntarily? Well, what do you own voluntarily? What's that mean? When you can, when you can own something, mm-hmm. you, you have control over it. Ownership is the ability to control something, don't you think? Yeah, I guess I don't mind the idea that, that you know... There's a certain level of control in a relationship. If you, <laughs> yeah. if you want to agree to something to yes. where you get to, like you said, if you want sex that you get at any time you want to, that's fine that you're under agreement for that. But if you actually owned me and I were in a relationship with you and I decided I didn't want to have sex with you when you wanted it, then uh, you clearly wouldn't own me because you, insane. You, you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to force me to uh, I, because I could break out of that agreement. I and say, own no, my no, dog. I can't mind. force him to do anything. It's it's a good point. I suppose that if you chose to with your dog, I would, uh, you know, as much as I wouldn't like to see it, you can use force to make your dog do what you want. See, I think the onerous is on the owner, not the onus. The, yes, thank you. Is on the owner. So I think more in terms of um, provision yeah. or you or, protect your valuables is the what you're thinking exactly. of exactly right. And and you consider yourself to be the caretaker of your dog, uh, whereas some people. Be, you know they they don't take care of their animals the way you take care of yours. So I would say that you're you're not exactly the owner of your children, and you're certainly not the owner of your your spouse. Um, I, I mean, I I at any point if I chose that I didn't like the relationship that I have with my wife, and I do, 
if I didn't like it, I could choose to leave. And that gives me ownership over myself. Well, I, I could do things that would certainly invalidate the agreement that we have. Mm-hmm. And she would choose, you know, that's not that's enough for me. And she's out of there. So I, I don't think it's the right term. Well, I agree with you. I don't think it's the right term. And I think that uh, although I, I disagree on your point, Mark, that you don't own children, I think that you know children are born into an ownership, whereas, you know, in a relationship, you both have consented into going into an agreement. Whereas, as Michelle points out, and I think she's right about this, is that you own your kids until they choose otherwise. So they choose independence. You they come choose. along. You didn't think that 11 months ago. Really? Well, no, you people didn't. People change. 800-259-9231. I disagree, and I will uh, rebut. 1-800-259-9231. I'd rather hear from you, however. What do you think about ownership of a spouse or loved one or child? 800-259-9231. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes fee the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at all. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. As we continue here, uh, the website, by the way, allows you to get interactive with uh, things like our bulletin board system, the wiki, different uh, items that allow you to create content for the site and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com for the bulletin board system and wiki.freetalklive.com for the wiki. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy. And the taxes that you pay for every pack of cigarettes go to feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. There's no combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL for additional 5% off at VaporStation.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 allows you to bring up what you want. We're talking about relationships and ownership, and Michelle is suggesting here that a partner's... <laughs> I'm being provocative. Yeah, I would think so. The You were suggesting that partners own one another in a mutual relationship, and I... I agree with Mark. I think that is the wrong terminology. But I did agree with you that I think that parents do own their children until their children decide to emancipate themselves, until they decide that they're old enough or big enough to take life on its own and take on additional responsibility. And so I've, I think we definitely right. agree on that. One. Which I think you're definitely wrong. Which we didn't start out. If you recall, there was, um, there was a Facebook conversation last summer, and I brought up ownership of my son who had started partaking in marijuana. And um, and so there was a there was a, a big debate going on about whether or not I could tell him no or blah blah blah. And I mentioned ownership of my child and and uh, 
someone who's very uh, active with um, opt out with TSA claimed that no, in fact, that was impossible for me to own my child. And so I went back and forth. And then you and I ended up having a few conversations about it. And I'm glad to see that you've come to see that I'm right. <laughs> well, let me turn his head here real quick. Ian, if you own something, you control that thing. Is that correct? I think that's a big component of right. Ownership. And so with well, but a, we said with my dog. I own my dog. I can't but, control him. But you you can to some extent. If you decided to take an axe handle out in your yard and beat that dog into submission, you could do that because you, you could own starve it. it. You would be you would be a disgusting human being, right? And you wouldn't do that. Right. But you could do that and be within your rights because you own the animal. However, if you choose not, if you choose to do that with a child, somebody's going to take them away from you. But more importantly, Ian, um, if I own my car. And I own my dog. I can sell those items. Can I sell my child? Yeah, you can put yep. it up for adoption. You can uh, sell the child to someone else that wants to take care of it. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, Some people I actually to... sell their children before they even have them, like surrogate mothers, happen. for instance. It does happen, but uh, I, I, I don't think you have the right to do such a thing. No. So are you suggesting that the child should be responsible for everything that it does if it's, well, I, if it's I think in your, that, your house and you're taking that? care of it? Because no, I think I'm that babysitting you're, his kid tomorrow. I think you're caretaker. Put that I to think, the test. I think you're a caretaker <laughs> of uh, the, the person and you're trying to grow them into uh, something that can take care of themselves and do a great job of it. Hopefully better okay, job than you had. So then what... What word would we like to use instead of ownership? Caretaker or ward, I think. Um, I would... Ooh, I don't want to be a ward of a man. You, that, you that want to be a slave? That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, when it comes to a relationship, you're just a free adult, um, and that's all there is to it. I mean, you can yeah. choose to end a relationship at any time. Slaves cannot choose to end relationships. Let's go to Dave in Montana. He's got some thoughts on this issue. Dave, you're on Free Talk Hello. Live with Ian hey, Mark. How you doing? Hey, Dave, man? go ahead. Hey, I think you guys are touching on uh, a the parental nullification subject, man, which is, like, uh, close to my heart, man. It's like the government could kill your grandkid behind your back. If I'm if I'm responsible for my child until they're 18, the government has no right to kill my grandchild behind my back, even if my daughter wants to, to kill that baby. I think I'm the custodian of my child. Do you think that your child? I hear where you're coming from, David. Do you think care of that baby until that? Dave, I appreciate where you're coming from, but do you think that you have the ability to? uh, Excuse me. Do you think that your child has the ability to emancipate themselves? Not until they're 18. Ah, so you choose an arbitrary uh, number. Why is that? Because that's. The law we live on. Oh, you know, well, why would you care about whoa, 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 whoa. Point, Dave? Why would you point, care about the law? After me, up to that point, they'll come after me. For what? If I'm responsible, if I kick that kid out of the house at 16, they'd put me in jail. Well, look, I don't really care what the law says, and I know you don't well, either, Dave. The law well, that, would put you in jail. You don't like going to jail, right? It, it seems to me that if the law holds you responsible for the actions of your child up to the age of 18, then the, the they law They don't should, have no right to step in and kill your grandchild. I, I agree. I think that at that point, up to the age of 18, if the law requires you to be responsible... That's an arbitrary number. It's because their arbitrary number. Right, right. And they got the guns. But you I'm don't... confused. Are we talking about a philosophical, having a philosophical conversation? Are we talking about the law? Right. I don't want to well, talk well, about the law because I don't care philo- what the law says. And neither do you, Dave. The philosophical conversation that was being uh, 
in, underway is really in law now under the parental nullification laws. Look, it's what it sounds like to me, and I agree with you, Michelle. Dave has taken things, and he's welcome too. He's taken things to a more, I guess, practical conversation about you know how things are, while we were talking about the way things should be. Now, as far now, why don't you just ignore what the law says, Dave, and talk about what what is right? Oh, let's right. talk. Let's talk about what is right. Right. Is it right I, for? Is it sixteen? I have a sixteen-year-old son. If he came to me and said, "Dad, I got a job, man. I'm making five hundred a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could pay half the rent." I, of course, I would give him the liberties of an emancipated okay. child. You know, because he's that pulling his load. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. But at that point, a mature would, person. But if he's doing that and ex- and then just wants to be a bum and expects me to pay for everything, no, he's not emancipated. Right. And then, then he don't get the that. That makes sense. So, in theory, then, if your daughter were to emancipate herself at age sixteen and then decide she wanted to get an abortion, then would you also agree that it's none of your business at that point? No, I would say that's my grandchild. You can't kill my grandchild until, until you're 18. After you're 18, if you want to kill my grandchild, Because of the law? Her. I thought we were talking about in theory. Now. Well, but then I'm protecting my grandchild then. See, see, Are you that, using I, the law? I'm Are you leaning on the... Then I'll be using the law for my personal That's interest. unfortunate, Dave. That's too bad that hey, you look, would do that. Because I love my grandchild. And I'm sure after she go works for 10 years or something, she would come back and say, can I have my baby back? I'd say, you All he's right, proposing is, I'm, I'm, at this I, point... I would be there. I would be there for her. Right. All he's proposing at this point is that uh, a girl would be responsible for the actions she took, and then he will take care of the child after that. No, what he's saying is he's going to use the law where he feels it's no, appropriate, think- when in other areas he doesn't think it's appropriate to have the law. And I thank you, Dave, for the call, because we know that Dave's good on the marijuana issue, for instance. 800-259-9231. You want to use the wield and wield the power of the state? You want to wield the gun? Don't be surprised when someone turns it back around on you. More coming up. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you features there for free. The Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. Or if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're on any medications, whether it's uh, you know high blood pressure or birth control or uh, some kind of uh, you know medications to you know handle depression or something like that, and you're getting your meds at a local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get your meds at discounts as high as seventy percent off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. 
think what you could do with that extra 70% that you're not paying on your your meds. You, all you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Uh, there you can either click become a member on the left-hand side of the page, or you can call the toll-free number, leave a message if it's in the evening, if it's during the daytime. They, they'll be right there to help you. Their customer service is excellent. They have a third-party certification on all their drugs that, that they are the what they say they are. They'll walk you through every step of the way, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number here talking about relationships, ownership. Let's continue here with your calls and your thoughts. Christine is on the line in Colorado. Christine, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. Very interesting discussion. Didn't expect y'all to go into relationships and that type of thing. Um, It's nice to have a lady call, by the way. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, Yeah, it's always good when we get to hear each other, Michelle, and know that there are other female libertarians out there because we seem to be such a minority compared to the males. So I agree with you. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, Okay, two points. Um, I think I'll go to the one about children and ownership before I, you know, before talking about our partners and marriage. But, um, Michelle, um, I'll direct this to Michelle, but all of you. Um, I understand what you're saying, and I think that it may be a matter of semantics, um, but I personally could never say, for example, even be it a partner or be, be it, let's talk about children right now, that I would own my child because I would reject the idea of ownership because I think it's that responsibility. We certainly have a responsibility until they are emancipated, as you have already um, spoken of, but I would prefer to say I have a responsibility um, to them and for them and their actions and their care versus ownership. Because when I think that people start to think ownership, I would also relate it, it must be some idea of ownership that makes parents, for example, um, feel they can circumcise their male children. That, to me, seems like it's a, it's a physical abuse. Wait till that young male is 12 or 13 and he can decide for himself if that's what he wants to do for his religious practice or whatever, but it's because those parents feel a sense of ownership. They think they could do something that physically that young man is going to have for the rest of his life. And I think if one, if they respect it truly, the freedom of that child and say, that child's been entrusted to me um, and I'm responsible for them, but I'm not going to act like I can make such a life-changing decision for them. So, and then to follow, you know, I certainly wouldn't think I own a child. I'm just responsible for them, but your comments in regards to, you know, like personal relationships and marriage, same thing. Wait, I can, can, I, think, can we go back okay, sure. to address the, the kid? Yeah, one? let's go one at a time. Thanks. Okay, so, um, so maybe you'd call that stewardship. Good, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are more comfortable with that, and I agree. I think that uh, I think I've never really been totally comfortable with the term ownership. I, mm-hmm. I think that it, I think that from the way you explained it, it makes sense, right? But clearly, it's not quite the same as like owning a pet or something like that. I can tell you when I'm changing Jack's diaper. Sometimes I, it <laughs> takes two of us. Um, he's three years old. Uh, when and you know, a certain types of diaper, certain situations require both parents and. Um, <laughs> Frank, frankly, oh it, it's an initiation of force. There's no doubt about oh it. Gosh. I mean, he'll be hollering. I've got to, somebody's got to hold an ar- some arms down. Another person's got to spread legs, and it, it, it's an initiation of force. There's no doubt in my mind. This kid does not like a diaper change. So, Christine, do you have children? Uh, no, I don't. Well, but okay. I just, so I have yeah. three. I have mm-hmm. a 19, I a 17, a 15 year old. So, mm-hmm. so it's you know. 
I don't know if it requires that you have children and, you know, go through experiences to be able well, to I I relate. Would, I would relate because even people that I know, I look at, I'm never going to own another human being. If it were a child, yes, I agree with everything that you said. You're responsible for their actions until they're emancipated. You're responsible for their care. Uh, but the quote ownership, even if we just, even if it is a matter of semantics, Michelle, mm-hmm. I think once we use that word, and not you, I'm not speaking of you because you're, you're That's obviously okay. I'm libertarian. Get a on this but issue. I mean, but well, no, I mean other people though. I think it's that sense of thinking they own their children that enables them to do things, just like I said, like circumcision, or that's just one example. Things that they unilaterally decide that I don't believe is the prerogative of one human being to make for another human being. Same with relationship and marriage, what you were speaking of pretty amusingly earlier, I must say. That was cute. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wouldn't think of owning my man um, in marriage, but, you know, his body is mine, my body is his, you're sharing your heart, your mind. Um, but it's still a matter of responsibility and voluntary commitment. I just don't like the idea of even using the word ownership of another human being. A commitment, yes, but I, you do I belong totally to one another. I totally understand what you're saying, Christine. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed, because I've been involved in the liberty movement and libertarian for a long time, and so there are triggers, you know, that, that get people. And um, that is definitely a trigger that opens up. You know, uh, some lively conversation. Sure, libertarians don't want to be owned. Right. right. <laughs> and and so, so I like to provoke a little bit. But one of the things, the reason why I'm comfortable with the idea of mm-hmm. being in love with someone and having them own me is because mm-hmm. I'm quite comfortable with the fact that I own myself. Well, no, I agree with that. To me, like when I think about towards a man and in marriage, if I were to marry, I'm willingly giving myself to him completely. And that's like a personal choice. It's just like if somebody's a libertarian and you have a religious belief like I do. That's like a, a voluntary choice that I'm making. But so you can in that way, I totally that. understand. Right, but you could choose to undo that if you wanted to because you own yourself, True. whereas uh, the dog cannot yeah, make that choice. I, the dog can run away. Right on the head, Michelle. It's that word, and as a libertarian, um, you know, I think obviously we all mean the same thing, but that word just doesn't even, it doesn't seem respectful of another person's freedom. And I just think of more of responsibility, devotion, commitment, because all of that still respects the fact that they still are a sovereign being no matter what. Good point, Christine. Are you married? Uh, no, I'm not. Are you dating anyone? Not right now. No. Yeah, me neither. So, okay, so we've got one liberty lady Two in beautiful libertarian yes. women. I mean, and I, she doesn't believe in owning you, and she can't get a date. I do believe that I would, <laughs> and I can't get I mean, I, so it's obviously ownership is See, not the deciding factor. And libertarian there guys are not will very always. Many. Michelle, Michelle, there just are not very good, too many really fine, intelligent, healthy libertarian men. I always get hit on by these men that just are. Just utterly disgusting. <laughs> and, they, and even the ones that look good, their values are like, they don't, don't have in common. Then you get these Republicans. I don't know about you. I don't know why Republicans assume they can get somewhere with me and they, they, they condescend to me <laughs> in my oh, belief. Christine. Oh, awesome. my gosh. Well, are you coming out here to Porkfest? I know I will not be. Well, you stay in touch and everything. And Neither okay. are you, Michelle. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's nice talking to y'all. You Thanks, too. Christine. Care. Great call. I, yeah, and I think, that, uh, I think that Christine makes some really good points there. Coming at the conversation of devotion and, you know, and I guess being together with somebody with different words rather than ownership. It's, it's, I agree with her. I think it's, it's, it's too harsh. 
it just like doesn't that sound word. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to own my partner. I want my partner to own herself and you know be completely in control. Yes, but the only herself. way that someone can give themselves to you, herself or himself to you, is if they in fact own themselves. Right, but they aren't giving their ownership away by giving themselves to you at any point. 1-800-259-9231. But what do you think? 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We bring you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can also... You can support the show over at freetalklive.com. You can become an amplifier for as little as $3 a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board around the world. Go and get the details, get signed up, get perks, too, like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, the Amp Only forum, the Amp Only podcast. Uh, once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. That's AMP. .freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us when you do that, and we certainly do appreciate it. Now then, speaking of ownership, some of you might be looking to own a new gun. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll really own this. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. Deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It is compact lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical-tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can check it out at Ruger.com and get it at your local gun dealer. All right, we're talking about relationships, both uh, couples and children and ownership, and whether that's the right term for having kids or having a partner, whether ownership is appropriate. Michelle, you're staying pretty firm on this. You think that the term ownership is appropriate, especially when it comes to a, having a partner that you're committed to. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It just really doesn't. It doesn't have that sort of... Um, offensive, offensive, you know, feel to you, feel to it that, yeah. that it seems to, to if, all if you are owned as a partner in a relationship, does that make you a kept woman? If you're owned, <laughs> um, I've been a kept woman before in that, that, you know, when I was married, my husband, you know, provided for me and, mm-hmm. you know, da, 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 da. And does that and, sound very positive? However, though, like the term kept woman. Ownership. I don't think it has bother me a bit. I mean, there is not a person that has ever met me in my life that would call me submissive. 
Right. You've uh, you've got a very strong personality, so you can uh, deal with that term. But I, you know, I think that the I wrong guy. I am submissive guy, in romantic relationships, oftentimes. I I think that the 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 right guy hearing that terminology could abuse the relationship, and I therefore be with him. right, and that makes, the, means you're not a guy. slave. You're not owned. I wouldn't be with a guy that had that view. I would I would be with a guy that was like, oh, I get to be with them, Sam. And Let's talk to Ben you know? listening in Indy to WXNT. <laughs> ben, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello there. Ben Just calling in regards to this ownership yes, uh, <laughs> issue here. I believe that parents absolutely 100% should own their children, not just their children physically, which it seems like this conversation is swaying towards. I'm talking responsibility for their actions. I live in Indianapolis, and uh, a year ago about, um, we had a festival downtown, and a young child of the age of 17 shot five or six people. Uh, during this festival, he was dropped off at the festival uh, unattended by any adults. He had a handgun, ended up shooting up the the festival and ruining it for everybody. And I was quite upset that the parents weren't held responsible. Why when should they drop- be? At at that well, age, I'm sorry, 17 is not a child. Children have not developed. Oh yeah, and 17, 17 is not a child. Not a child. No. 17 is not a child. Can you enlist for the army? Yes. What does can, that matter? You can under the uh, the current sort of uh, – they have this this uh, delayed enlistment program. So, yes, you can go sign a piece of paper. You can but it's not enlist, really binding. But, you but that's meaningless to us, Don't though. Don't make because... it up. I, I didn't get to hear what you said. I'm sorry. You, you can enlist. You're correct. But you cannot serve until you're of the age of 18. And, and there's a reason for that. Well, there's a reason. It's it's a no, legal reason. Not. Let's not forget that there has been many there have been many times in the U.S. history where people under the age of 18 have gone ahead and ser- served, have worked uh, for the military. So would, were those people able to make that decision? If they enlisted and they served, they made that decision. They did make that decision. Unless they were drafted. And I think that really what uh, what a self ownership comes down to is the ability to make decisions and the very uh, you know make decisions that that should be binding for oneself. And I don't think that an arbitrary age of seventeen years and three hundred and sixty five sixty four days makes a parent responsible, and then two more days makes that individual responsible. No, hey, I understand what you're saying. I, I think that's exactly right. That's why I get so frustrated with people that can't or can vote or people that can't vote, okay? Are we going to hand over the reins to people that can vote to be 14? I mean, where where do you draw the line? Well, when if if the 14-year-old is being taxed, and point, of, point of clarification on that question, if the 14-year-old is being taxed, then shouldn't the 14-year-old have the right to vote? I don't think the 14-year-old even understands what taxes are. Wait a second. Do you, do you, do you think that most voters know what the heck they're doing? I mean, haven't you walked into the voting booth and just uh, picked either all D's or all R's in your life? Haven't you gone in and said, hey, you know that, in these nonpartisan races especially, it happens. Absolutely not. In, in these, Why would in you these, go in and vote for something you don't know? I mean, maybe not, you have, but not me. Uh, okay. Uh, what percentage of the population do you think has gone in and voted it? Just, you know, a party line or gone in Obviously and said, hey, a greater I'm percentage because of who we have leading our country right, right now. And you're I mean, saying your that 14 year olds, obvious. you're saying 14 year olds shouldn't be able to vote when mostly people who are uninformed are voting. I mean, you know, really, what's the difference? 
most of the people who are voting are on government welfare and, and extended no. unemployment. Nah. Is it possible that a 14-year-old no. could be more informed than the average voter? Absolutely. It is very possible. But I don't see how you draw a law to govern a body of people based off your one 14-year-old who may have the comprehension above a majority of 35-year-olds who I are guarantee that you are not equipped in any way to make any decision whatsoever over me, and you're an adult. Based off what? Well, the fact that she owns herself? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't own herself. She just said that she is completely ready to give herself up, yet she's divorced. You, you have to be you able to give yourself, yourself up and get divorced. Give hey, the, the dude up. left me. I'm the sorry. Only way, the only way you, <laughs> he the left. Only way you can, the only way you can be owned is to have no choice over the matter. I agree with that. Exactly, that is exactly what children have right now. So if children do not have any choice over the matter, especially in the eyes of the law, which let's get down to it, that's what we're talking well, about. No, no, we're, no talking, we're absolutely not talking about that. We are stupid. talking about philosophy, and we are talking about the reason and what one ought to do. So no. Yeah, the law no, is mindless. The law is arbitrary. The law is completely arbitrary. The idea that someone is no longer a child when they hit 18 years old is absolutely ludicrous, and it's an insult so to teenagers. I'm sorry? What would your guidelines be? A single interview for each individual person to make it fair for everyone? That will never happen. A single happen. interview? I don't know what you're talking about. What interview? Because you're saying that an age is not a good justification for the rights or the decisions. Everyone has rights, sir, when they're born as a human being. Uh, and that is that is not true. That is really? not true. That is our rights are rights somehow imbued, especially at a certain date in someone's life. Absolutely. And when okay. is that? I'll give you an I'll give you a perfect example. A 16 year old goes and commits a crime as a 16 year old, correct? And the government gets to determine whether or not they are charged as an adult. And they always okay? are. That is taking your rights. You are a juvenile. Up until they decide, hey, you're an adult now because you made an adult crime. You haven't made any coherent point regarding Governments take rights rights. all the time. That doesn't mean that they actually have the right to take them. Um, I was asking you about when you you made the claim. It sounded like you made the claim, correct me if I'm wrong, that people get rights at a certain point when they turn a certain age. What age is that? They get rights. They get political and economic voice maybe not well, those right. are privileges maybe that's the wrong okay right at so the let's age of, at, at the age of 18 i don't know how else you guys offer all these arguments but you have no solution okay what, wait, what, what no do you want a solution, solution for i got solutions all over the place I want, all right well let's hear a solution for how you determine when or when not you get those rights you're not talking about rights, as you just acknowledged. You're talking about political privileges. You're talking about privileges within a certain system. Rights are inherent because you're a human being. Yeah, There's I a big difference. Women gain the right to vote through our political system. That's gain not right. I, I think the right to vote, to vote I, is I a self-solving vote. problem. Uh, I think the right to, to vote is a self-solving problem. That doesn't problem. mean anything, wait, wait, wait one second. You don't vote doesn't mean anything to this. Wait, I think that the right to vote is a self-solving problem because the vast majority of 18, 19, and 21-year-olds 
They don't vote anyway, so their votes have their, their, their even their demographic has no voice. There so is if no you were right to give to uh, sixteen and seventeen and and fourteen year olds the Can right to vote, most the of them issue? wouldn't do it. Um, the fact is, I went to work at twelve years old. Should I have had the right to do that? Because I sure earned earned the money. Thanks to- for the call tonight, uh, Ben. More coming up here with your thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think it deserves. I think rights deserve a little more discussion here in a moment. We'll do that. And also, take your calls about anything coming up in our. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. If you're just joining us here into the third hour, as usual tonight, it is Ian here. Michelle. And Mark. And we have been talking about ownership and uh, what it means, because I think there are different, uh, the, well, we're talking about si- kind of slightly different types of ownership here. Obviously, owning uh, a laptop is not the same as owning a dog is not the same as owning a child is not the same as owning a partner i don't like the idea that one could even own a partner but that's what you're defending here tonight (laughs) michelle saying that when you're in a committed relationship with somebody you believe that you're owned by that other person and i think that's one of the the big points of disagreement between all of us uh, on this uh, this program okay well could we agree that when i'm in a relationship with someone he owns me and i own him but you two don't have to be involved in that relationship. You guys can play whatever weird game <laughs> right. that you want to in the relationship. This is not a dressing up game. And that's that's fine. You could do master and servant mm-hmm. or fireman and uh, damsel in distress. Whatever it is that you want to do. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> Look at Ian. He's he's so adventurous. <laughs> you know, uh, doctor. <laughs> So, were you going to make a point, Mark, on that? I'd I just say that you, you. Could do, you could do whatever you want. Like there are people on the chat for Free Talk Live that are offering for me to own them right now. I'll bet they are. <laughs> they should call in. It's fine if you want to. There's this, uh, this, this, this thing on it. I can't remember which channel it is. It might be National Geographic where it's called Taboos. It's a radio. It's a television program. Um, that I think the one most recent one is uh, people that are in love with objects. Uh, there's this woman kissing a wall. Uh, there's a guy who likes to dress up in uh, diapers. <laughs> Uh, and act like a baby so uh, anybody can do whatever they yeah, want no i'm not into like weird stuff like that I, no. and, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. All right. So Zeus, uh, one of our producers, the the deep voice guy you hear over at LRN.FM, he had this to say. If she were owned, she wouldn't have the choice not to be with him. Property doesn't get to decide. The owner does. Well, he better take really good care of me then, huh? What do you mean by that? Well, if he doesn't take good care of me, I guarantee you he's not going to want to keep me around very long. I start malfunctioning. But you would be able to choose to leave at any point because you ultimately own yourself. You can I've make, never left. You, I've never, never left, left a, a relationship? I've never left a relationship. Hmm. Nope. Wow. I know. Crazy, huh? Okay. I'm just so. an enigma. <laughs> I've never left a relationship. And, um, and so that's that. And then as far as... Uh, but you could... If but, you wanted to, but because I, you own yourself, it's you are not so owned much by more the other fun partner. to malfunction. <laughs> and then guess what? Sounds bad. Like, that's mature. They abandon that property quick. I see what you're. I see where you're coming from, and that's a very interesting counterpoint, Michelle. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But let's go back to uh, your phone calls here. I actually want to talk more about rights and privileges in a little bit, but we've got people who've got things to say. So let's go to the phones and the fun to talk to uh, Dave, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Dave in Indy, going once. Dave in Indianapolis, going twice. Let's try Michael in Portsmouth, Virginia, listening to WTAR. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hi. Hey, Michelle, Mark, and, uh, and you yourself. Yes, sir. Go um, ahead with your thoughts. Yeah. I want to talk about multiple ownership. Let's move away from relationships just to, to something a little bit less uh, tension-forming. Okay. Let's talk about ownership of your home. How many entities own your home? How many entities defend your home? and to some extent profit from your home and have a right to decide what happens to your home. Just me. Mm. How about, let me see. Uh, well, theory, in a theoretical world where I actually own my home and the government didn't actually own it in point of fact. but Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's you, it's your spouse, it's your kids, it's your, uh, even your annoying neighbor. It's also the, gover- the local government, the state government, the federal government, even to some extent uh, Al-Qaeda has some what? level of ownership of your home. What How you does Al Qaeda have it? I'd love to hear this uh, this parallel. If they decide to bomb it, uh, then uh, uh, they've claimed some level of ownership of your home. They've made a claim. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd say that they're at that point they they would owe me for a house and uh, you know to rebuild it. So oh, good luck well, getting it. Okay, well let, let me now that I've, I've taken it to there. And by the yeah. way, that's to to my way that supports uh, libertarian property taxes over and above. Uh, income taxes, anyhow, not to say that it supports taxes, but anyhow. But now, in line with that, I kind of agree with Michelle in that I have partial ownership of myself and my wife and my kids, and they have partial ownership of me. Sometimes they decide, determine what happens to me or what I do. Well, I'd, I'd like to hear a, a rebuttal on that. Like, why exactly? Why do you? I mean, I, my wife can tell me what to do, and she does a lot. Um, but I do it you because you equate ownership with authoritarianism. No, I equate ownership with control. I can choose whether or not to do what she says because if I don't like what she says or I don't like what she does, I have the ultimate yes or no. Right. And that means you that own you. I get to say. If I just, if she says, get the out head- there and mow the lawn and I don't like her tone, I can get in the car and drive Are away. Are you the head of your house? 
I don't th- we don't have a head of the house. We we um we've talked about this kind of thing, and she says that I'm the president and she's the Congress, and the Congress, <laughs> by the way, holds the purse. I just make the speeches. I you know that's really it. <laughs> Michael, your thoughts? Well, I, I'm not quite done because I want to uh, take a f- couple of other notes to that. Can I go for it? All right. If there is multiple ownership, then every act is an act of claiming ownership to some extent and an act of government. And every act, therefore, you can act like an evil government if, for example, you decide to rob a bank or whatever, uh, but also in your lesser acts. If you also, decide what? to snap as, at a person, to some extent, you're decreasing other people's freedom and you're acting like an evil government. What are you referring to? I'm sorry, I missed the first point, the first part of that. Every lesson. act is an act of claiming ownership and therefore is also an act of governance over other people. Every act is an act of claiming ownership. That's a pretty broad statement. I'm not sure I quite understand it. Okay. Uh, let, let's take the, the, the easy to recognize. If you go to, say, uh, stick up a convenience store, okay, yep. you are claiming some level of ownership over, over what belongs to other people and therefore over other people, and you're no. acting to decrease their freedom. No, I'm negotiating freedom. in exchange for what it is that I want in that store. I'm negotiating. Giving, I love those. Well, and similarly, Michelle, you're also negotiating during your relationship as well. And thanks, uh, Michael, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259. I think found that very interesting. Well, not tonight. We only get one call per night. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Want to make sure that the rule, the reason we have that rule is to make room for different people that want to get on the air and and share their thoughts. Uh, But no, I don't own the gas station and I don't own the gas in that pump until I pay for it. Right. They welcome me on their property in order to get me to buy their stuff it's hard to sell gas uh, when you have to you know shoot it from the the pump to the street yeah so exactly so you're a guest on their property and because you're a guest on their property you've agreed to whatever rules uh, they have set for you so like not smoking a cigarette by the gas pump that would be a good idea um, that's I think it's of, the government sets that rule. I, I don't know about that, Mark. I think that as a gas station owner, I would want to have that rule. At you my may gas very station. well. I'm just saying. So the, uh, no smoking cigarettes by the gas pump, and uh, that's you know that's a reasonable rule, and I agree to that when I go to that uh, that station. That doesn't mean the station owns me in that way because I've chosen to agree to that. I've chosen to do all those things, and the station owner has chosen to offer his gasoline and his uh, convenience items for sale to me. So no, in no way, shape, or form are you like always claiming ownership on things or whatever that that's certainly i don't agree with at all uh, but one other point on rights and privileges here uh, let's make a distinction rights are an, uh, an idea uh, that are good it's a good idea it's an idea that humans should share unfortunately not all of them do the people in the, calling themselves government frequently do not share the same ideas of rights as the rest of us because they're constantly in the process of violating them which proves of course that they don't actually exist and they're just an idea uh, but they're a good idea and one that helps humans interact in the most effective manner with one another and the idea behind rights is that you have them because you're a human being whereas privileges are something things that are granted to you because you have begged typically for permission because you have supplicated yourself uh, to somebody who claims to be an authority with the ability to grant you such a privilege Uh, so there's a big big difference voting is a privilege it's not a right yeah there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231 i tried telling them i had to write to vote once and they didn't allow me to it's free talk live 
I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And, of course, we invite you to our website where you can get news updates about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email. You can do Twitter or Facebook, whichever way works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for any one or more than one of those if you'd like. It's all free, of course. That's news.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We will be there, at least Mark and myself, Michelle. (laughs) Tisk, tisk. Uh, Porkfest.com. You've got something else to do, unfortunately. Porkfest.com is where you can go to get registered. It is not too late. There are still some camping sites available. I think the hotel's been long sold out. The actual camping sites with electricity are sold out now, uh, from what I understand. But it's still not too late to get on, on board with this. It's only $30 for the early bird, or excuse me, not early bird, but regular registration fee, uh, plus whatever the cost of camping is on top of that. If you really must be in a hotel, there are probably still some other hotels in the area uh, at which you could stay. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more about this event. It's going to be a week-long excursion into the woods in New Hampshire, Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Incredible location. But the best part about being there is that you're around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that get it about the the ideas of freedom and they'll end up having long conversations with you about things like ownership and rights and uh, <laughs> kind of the subtle aspects of the ideas of liberty but they already get the the basics and the, the the real concepts of liberty to start so that makes for interesting relationships it makes for in- interesting conversations and uh, lots of part like like adult parties uh, that's going to be happening uh, musical performances karaoke soapbox idol which is this like rant competition where people get up on stage and they rant Catherine- Fleisch won the last one, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can go to porkfest.com, use our discount code to save 20%, which the code is Free Talk Live without any spaces. That's Free Talk Live. Save yourself 20%. And we'll see you June 20th through the 26th at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Looking forward to uh, broadcasting live, by the way, from that particular event. So we're going to continue taking your phone calls here as we are discussing the idea of ownership and, and what it what it means in the context of a relationship. And Michelle is pushing for this idea that people in a committed relationship that you believe that you're owned by the person with whom you are in a relationship and uh, conversely you also believe that you own that person but of course as you pointed out you've had relationships broken off before in that you did not break them off but the other person did so clearly you did not own them in that instance right they they made the statement that you don't own me because i'm out of here they left Okay, since we are all comfortable talking about animals, and no, I do not think I'm a dog, whatever. So before someone, I'll save someone, you know, the the trouble of, of, you know, writing to me and telling me that I'm above an animal. But 
If you had a dog and you loved that dog and you cared for that dog, then uh, you revolve your 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 vacations around that dog. You revolve your life around that dog. Mm-hmm. You are faithful when that dog is barking in the middle of the night to get up and take care of the dog. If the dog is hurt, you care for it. You you exercise stewardship over this dog. Mm-hmm. If um, and the dog, you know, is is there to bring you your paper and and sit at your feet and and even when you're in a bad mood and you yell at the dog, it still loves you. Okay, so if you stop caring for that dog. And and the dog left, you know, and mm-hmm. and ran away. Um, then then I would say, I don't know how. I, I I've quite frankly never known of of dogs to run away. Actually, they kind of stay and and get abused. Quite frankly, well, some dogs do run away. But yeah. but if if the dog runs away, and let's just say you're not, let's just say you are taking care of the dog. Let's mm-hmm. say you're taking great care of the dog. But the dog is one of those kind of dogs that just likes to escape and go run away and go and do whatever happens. It wants to do. There, they, they, those dogs do exist. And you go and you find the dog. You get in your car and you drive down the street and you're looking for the dog and you find the dog and the dog's running away from you and you get out of the car and you go and grab the dog and put it back in the car. You own that dog. You you have the ability to re- retrieve that dog upon its uh, its escape from your compound, if you will, from your prison. Uh, I just had of your, this vision your home. of me running away and. My man like run after me and throw me over his shoulder, going, "I don't think so." <laughs> but you can't do that, like with the with the guys that have broken up with you, Michelle. Yeah. As you say, you've never broken up with someone; they've always broken up with you. With yeah. the guys that have broken up with you, you can't just go after them and take them back because you don't, and you never did actually own them, despite whatever you want to call mm-hmm. the kind of relationship that you have. For instance, when you and I went clothes shopping, uh, we're not in a relationship beyond f- being friends. <laughs> That's really great that you caught you. Put that in this show, considering... So, right. When we went clothes... You took me clothes shopping, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you gave me your advice on what you thought that uh, you thought looked good, and, and I, I appreciate... right about everything, huh? I, and it, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the uh, I like the advice. Mark was a little unsure about the, the Johnny Cash look, but... Uh, but I Too went black with it. For the me. new man yeah. in black. But uh, but yeah. I went with it for the, for that, because, right. you know, you, you want something that's slimming for a guy who weighs 130 pounds is six foot two. I'm getting up toward 140, Mark. I put a little weight on over the winter time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you can't see it though. Uh, but anyway, so uh, so I made the choice to accept your opinions, to accept your suggestions. But mm-hmm. at any time, I could have said mm, no. You know, I could have said, well, no, 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 not that. That doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way this looks because ultimately, I do choose to accept or deny whatever it is that uh, that you're offering. Mm-hmm. And that's that choice is constantly being made in a relationship, uh-huh. you know, on a on a daily basis for folks. Whether it's being made explicitly or not. Do you or, think it's possible for you to suspend all of those no's? To suspend I I'm not sure I understand. Your is question. it possible for you to suspend your nay answer? Would it be possible for you to say for whatever you say goes, Michelle? Certainly yeah. that's completely possible. But I am choosing still to make that. Well, to, I would to do be that. choosing to be in this relationship. What's that? I would be choosing to be in the said relationship. Yeah, but you're still never owned because you always have the choice to opt out. You just like okay. this whole play and master servant <laughs> yeah. thing, which is fine. It, you know, just, somebody's going to be into that. It's awesome. You know, <laughs> somebody's listening to this saying, "If you I want to borrow got... my fireman helmet for you know some I kind of extracurricular blinking <laughs> lights, and we've had lots of calls. Somebody <laughs> is listening to this saying, "I have got to go to Pork Fest." Oh darn, Michelle's not going to be there. All right, so let's continue with your calls. Uh, ladies first. Allie is listening in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello? Hey, Allie, you're on the air. 
Hey, um, is I'm excited that you guys got to this point in the conversation because it goes along perfectly with what I was going to say. Um, I was just going to uh, ask you guys a question. Do you think, um, obviously, or I think we all agree that it's not legitimate for a person or a group to uh, forcefully claim ownership over someone um, who's not voluntarily choosing to go into this contract. But mm -hmm. if you do claim self-ownership and um, you, you know, have responsibility for yourself and you do own yourself, then can you um, legitimately go into a contract in which you sort of sign yourself into slavery? Like, I think could you can. I I, like, I, I'll I, tell you, Allie, it's, it's, it, this is a, it's oh, a so volatile. Oh, so you can be owned, Ian. Indentured servitude. I think you can become an indentured servitude. It's a volatile question, and I think it's a great one. How is that any different than what I'm saying? Well, let's come back and talk about oh, it here in a moment. Oh, oh. 800 259 you, Allie. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. More with Allie. And uh, talk about indentured servitude here in a moment. Also, take your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And you can listen in online at freetalklive.com. Actually, go to listen.freetalklive.com for access to our live streams, both uh, broadband and dial-up versions available around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is always airing there. Plus, our 96 great radio stations from coast to coast that carry the show at various different times throughout the uh, throughout the week. Just got a, an agreement from a new station today, as a matter of fact. I Yay! Can't, I can't say where quite yet. It's going to be probably a couple months before they can come on because things kind of tend to move slow. and They've got to wait for a contract to run out and then they can put Free Talk Live on. But coming soon, we're going to have a new FM talk station in Alabama. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is exciting. Yeah, that's about all I can say there. So um, you can also learn about our great stations, our satellite listening options, including XM and our free-to-air satellite channel, the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So go to listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue, Allie uh, is with us here uh, listening in Alabama. Allie, you're back on Free Talk Live. Yay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, um, Ali, I appreciate you speaking up because, you know, now Ian is like, you know, changing his mind a little bit. It's packaged. Yeah, I'm sensing a little inconsistency because, like, I understand the whole idea. I I kind of, I don't like the idea of these, not, not talking about you, Michelle, necessarily, but women who are sort of, you know, oh, well, my dad owns me. And then, you know, when I find my husband that is going to be the man that owns me next. And they're constantly, you know, they, a woman feeling like she should be owned by a man 
but I think it's her right to, to do that if she chooses. And, but you know, I, I, I'm not interested in that kind of relationship, but I think you can choose to have a relationship in which, you know, no, you do not control my actions. Um, you know, I might have a contract with you, you know, maybe just like an understanding between me and my partner that's, you know, you're not going to go sleep with someone else and, you know, you will not disrespect me or I might leave. And it's under the pretense that I might leave, but I think you could be, I mean, for some people that's what marriage is, is like, no, like we, we own one another and we will not leave each other no matter what. And, and you um, report your whereabouts uh, on a regular basis and things like that. I, I find that, uh, you know, if it, in some circumstances, I find it kind of creepy. Don't you yeah, have to call your I wife agree. after the show if you aren't home yet? Yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> and you know, he doesn't like I need go to... to karaoke with us, and he doesn't right. go out and get a drink with us. And look, my wife has to stay home and take and and keep an eye on Jack. And uh, yeah, she she thinks she could the, leave. She could leave Jack at the house. Sure, it'd be a real problem. I think really? that l- let's Would get back. You... <laughs> let's get back into the conversation about indentured servitude and whether or not you could actually sign away your your right to own yourself. I think that the, if you have the right to own yourself, then yeah, you can sign that away. And Michelle, maybe what you need is a more explicit agreement to where you make it clear that the man cannot leave because these guys keep right. leaving. These guys keep <laughs> say what? Allie? Well, they typically don't leave until I want them to go. I see what you mean. <laughs> I said, I said she should get it in writing. Right. That's that, that's kind of what I mean. It's like, for, for instance, we've talked about in the past how um, the idea of debtor's prisons isn't such a terrible uh, concept in that uh, if, for instance, you are somebody who's got bad credit, you could go into... Incredibly bad credit. Right. Like really bad credit to the, to the point where the bank's not willing to give you any kind of loan unless you're willing to sign an indentured servitude co- a contract where, all right, you're, we're going to give you this credit, we'll extend this credit to you, but if you don't pay back as you say you're going to pay back then we we will own you to the point where you've you've come through on your contract. You should have the ability to consent into an agreement like that if you actually do own yourself. So the ability to own yourself should mean that ultimately you can sign away ownership of yourself. But how can you sign yourself, away but... future volition is kind of what I always uh, – it's the problem I have with that idea. And I, I tend to kind of agree. I'm not saying I, I totally disagree with you. You like Ian. it. It's sexy, isn't it? But all I'm what saying are you talking is, about? Future well, volition? But most relationships <laughs> don't take it to that you know, kind of a detailed contractual ownership. And you, don't, you're, you haven't gone there either, really, Michelle. Would you go there? Would you go to the point of actually signing an agreement to say – that you are owned by this person and vice versa? Because yeah. then, I th- okay, in that case, then I think you would be able to, yeah. to own somebody like that. Uh, you know, I've signed uh, huge responsibility. I've signed contracts uh, for employment that uh, restrict my behavior in certain ways. I've never signed a non-compete, but um, you know they've they've tried. People have tried to get me to sign non-competes, but some some uh, contracts have had different provisions. And I had I had one contract, as a matter of fact, where they weren't allowed to play Dylan in the office. Um, And Bob Bob Dylan, Dylan? yeah. (laughs) Yes, Bob Dylan. Okay. It's awful, awful stuff. I, it <laughs> enrages ridiculous. me to hear it. Well, it, is, it was, is it his voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I know supposedly he's one of the great, uh, you know, songwriters of the 20th yeah. century, whatever. I can't I'm stand not a it. Fan. Um, so, <laughs> but, you know, I, you can write whatever you want into a contract, and they, you know, they were able to go for that. By the way, there was Dylan played one time in the audi- off, office, and I went and demanded. Uh, I've had enough. I didn't do that. I All right. So, uh, Allie, other thoughts? Uh, I think that's it. Great. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Bill listening in Iowa. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Bill in Iowa going once. I hear someone. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Bill, Hello? what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to, uh, actually, I happened to be in on the same uh, conversation on Facebook that uh, Michelle was on. <clears throat> I want to put a quick coda on a uh, on the conversation you were having with a female caller a little bit back, Michelle. If you come to Iowa, I absolutely guarantee that you can get a date. <laughs> <laughs> with you, Bill? So, uh, yeah, if she wants uh, at least one, she can have one with me. So just so that Aww. we're aware of that. What a guy. Well, I mean, um, he's not going out on a limb here. Michelle's yeah. a beautiful woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yes, I recognize. I'm but not obviously a handful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And, you know, anyway, um, with respect to children and ownership and when they get rights, I am absolutely of the opinion that I have two children, uh, two girls that are 15 and 17, both in high school. I'm absolutely of the opinion and have been since shortly after they arrived home from the hospital that I absolutely own them. Um, And and it took no more than about the third 2 a.m. feeding to, uh, to, uh, you know, demonstrate to that to me. It sounds like they own you if you have to get up and feed them. No, because it's the uh, it's it's part of the ownership deal. If if you have children, part of the ownership deal is a boatload of responsibility. In fact, your responsibility for the next eighteen to twenty years is, is primarily to do nothing, but produce um, human beings, rational human beings who can live in the world on their own without you. Well, I think that one of the problems here with the idea that you own a teenager is the implementation of that ownership. Uh, It's got to be very difficult to do such a thing. If a 14 or 15 or 16-year-old wants to pack up and leave, what can you really do about it? Well, that's that's what I mean about that's what about what I mean about when they get rights. Okay, and what I mean by this is just in terms of being a parent. And I'm not done with it by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm, I'm, I'm just now becoming aware of that. Um, I'm not done with it, but I can give you sort of a small example that scales. Um, if you have, uh, a, you know, a three-year-old, and they I start do. going over, and, yeah, they start running over and they try to touch the, uh, the oven while it's on. You don't just sit there and let the kid try to touch the oven. Nope. You stop them. I'll initiate you force know, on his little butt. Yeah, oh, exactly. You spank him? No. Yeah. So okay. They okay. get the right to fool with the oven unattended when they have proved to me, their owner, that they can do it. And that scales with any decision whatsoever throughout a child's life. You get the right to drive by yourself at night when you've proved to me that you can do it. You get the right to go out on dates when you've proved to me that you can make the appropriate decisions. On those would be privileges, not rights, because you, if you have the ability yeah. to grant those things, you would be the, you would be granting privileges. I think what you own is a place where they live, and if they choose to want to live in that place, then they have to follow the rules, and that the rules yeah. will relax as time goes by, is Good. the way I see it. Be, be, thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We'll uh, try to get your thoughts in here if you want to get on the lines in these remaining moments, which are coming up. 800 800- 259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. 
kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call and your thoughts. But if you're not on hold already, you're probably SOL for tonight. We'll be back, though, tomorrow night. You can always join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. We do this show live six nights a week. And actually, we've got a Sunday show, which is not heard on most local radio stations because it's kind of the the farm team show for Free Talk Live. We bring our third hosts in and give them the first microphone and let them put on their own version of Free Talk Live. And uh, they're having a lot of fun with it. So you can listen to that online only at Free Talk talklive.com on Sunday nights. Uh, so uh, you can uh, continue here, and uh, or rather you can bring up whatever you want. It doesn't have to be on the issue of self-ownership, although that certainly has been where things have been focused here tonight. Let's talk to Paul, listening in Indy to WXNT. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Yeah, I, the, the callers earlier, there was a guy from Iowa right before the break, and then uh, I believe Allie, and I'm new to the show, so I think it's Michelle. Mm-hmm. Michelle's on the air with us, yep. Yeah. Um, the idea of being able to sign away your rights, even if you call it indentured servitude, I, I don't think it holds water because we, if you believe in self-ownership, uh, and, I, and I do, and I believe that we have that because we're human beings, we have free will, you can, out of your free will, give up your ownership to somebody else for a limited time, but they can never take away your free will. That's true. So you can decide at any time you no longer own me, which is maybe why guys keep leaving, Michelle, not to, you know, <laughs> well, not, well, not, say, not say, to be mean about it, but you can't, if you own something mm-hmm. or someone, if you could, they couldn't decide you no longer own me. And mm-hmm. since we have free will and you can always decide that, there's no way even voluntarily to forever give up your self-ownership. So is there no way to do involuntary, uh, you know, a, a sort of voluntary servitude situation? Say a, say a person with bad credit uh, wants to get a loan. The only way they can secure that loan because they've done so poorly paying things back in the past is to guarantee to the bank that they will uh, you know, go into some kind of uh, indentured servitude arrangement uh, for them. They need the loan so badly. Is there no way that they could do that? They, they can go into the contract, but they can always decide, nope, this is not what I wanted and break the contract. And then what? Um, I mean, the, what, then why would the bank go into that arrangement? If they, I mean, you know, the contract could say that you can forcibly hold me in mm-hmm. a place and make me turn right. big rocks into little rocks well, or whatever it is that they do. Well, in the beginning of our country and even in places now, we had slavery. But even those slaves who were considered property could decide that they own themselves and disobey. It may mean oh, they're absolutely. Deaf. No, no, no doubt. I so, agree with you. Ultimately, you still do have control over your ability to honor your agreements, but I think that you can get pretty darn close to having someone else own you through a contractual agreement. I mean, that, that if you are uh, if you are if you've got an something? ankle, you know, if you've got some sort of ankle monitor thing on like in uh, what's it, the Running Man where if they cross through the you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger if they cross through this certain little threshold that their their bodies will explode right. or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've got one of these little anklet things on you or these neck braces on and they have total control over where you can go and and all all of that i mean you're pretty well owned but yeah you're right you can still say no you can still refuse to go along 
except I can decide with that little bracelet around my neck that I'm going to destroy your property. That's true. You can decide to run through the, the fence so, and, uh, and explode so yourself. So you still, through free will, ultimately own yourself I, because I, I, I you're the only one that owns your actions. Michelle, what do you think of this? <laughs> she's, she's grinning over here. What? 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 Well, I mean, I just find it so interesting that people are so threatened by the idea of what I do within my own personal romantic relationships. I don't think they're threatened by that. Oh, or, no, I'm not. Like, no, hmm? you can, you, that, that's your life. I'm just telling you that it's a decision you made, not that somebody else made. I think Michelle agrees. I yes. mean, you did make that decision. Absolutely. But you're not willing to rescind it. You're saying you, once you make that decision, you are not willing to rescind it. Like nothing could change your mind about that decision. You know, nothing has changed mm-hmm. my mind. I mean, like I haven't. So those guys, so those guys that you say that owned you, they still own you, even though they left. I made them so friggin' miserable that they were happy to abdicate <laughs> ownership of me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that's a victory, by the way. Well, because ultimately she owns herself. She right. chose to make them miserable. She chose to do certain things that would have uh, resulted in other consequences happening. And again, yeah. you're proving that you owned yourself the whole time, Michelle. Okay, so can you simultaneously own yourself and be owned by another? I don't. I think that a person can stake a claim, but I don't think that it's uh, it's it's truly valid. Interesting discussion. Thanks, Paul, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you as we continue here with Johnson on the amp lines in Connecticut. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I just wanted to mention that there's a, a term in real estate uh, called interest and having interest in a property. Mm. And just because you have interest in the property does not confer ownership. So... I would call a situation like a relationship uh, where one party would have interest in the other party in the relationship, and that would not confer ownership. I agree with that entirely. I think that that's a, a, a you know a, a very good explanation. What about children, Johnson? I would say that it's it's similar. Um, I don't know. I was having this discussion actually just the other night, um, and. You know, I don't really know exactly where I stand because I, I kind of feel like I I like the idea of children being property, and I, I actually think that this should apply uh, on a on a bigger scale to all life forms that um, that they can be property until they have reached the sentient age of where they can say, oh, "I'm not property." You know, in other words, when they get to the point of where they can say, I'm my own person, you don't own me. Well, the way I see it with, with my son, and he's three, and, and you know, he's it's a lot like having a a, a very clever pet, um, you know, at, <laughs> at that age. Um, you know, that's just the, the long and the short mm-hmm. of it. I, the way I see it is I own the house in which he chooses to abide. And he could, I suppose, strike out on his own. I'm going to keep trying to he bring has, him back. He has, actually. You, he has run down the driveway at one point. <laughs> yeah, and, and I ran right after his butt. Right. Because you, could, you own him. Uh, I, uh, you know, you act like you own him. Otherwise, I, you would just be like, all right, Jack, see you later. He doesn't know wh- <laughs> what that road out there is all about. And right. um, that's, you know, that, uh, that's why I feel like... You know, I'm the steward of this uh, mm. this little guy, but you know, I, I'd be happy to give him his own tent in the yard if that's if he wants to be uh, king of his own domain. He's just not prepared to make that decision, and he's going to want milk, and he's going to want to talk to mommy, and he's going to want his puzzles, which I bought, um, and all the things that he thinks are so interesting that that really go on in the house. So, you know, I, in, in, in that process, he has to deal with me, yeah, wanting to change his diaper when it's time to take uh, change his diaper. He has to deal with 
that's pretty much the only thing he doesn't like. So, um, you know, some, sometimes he doesn't get the food that he wants to eat, but that's really about it. Johnson? Uh, you know, I, I think that the other thing, the other thing that I need to, to like, mention in this is that um, I think a lot of people also confuse rights when discussing rights. Uh, I know that was mentioned a lot as, as to how, like, who has what rights. And people confuse like human rights and civil rights, and uh, you've got uh, legal rights, and, I, and it's it's interesting because not all those terms are equivalent. No, they're not. And, well, in uh, fact, the the terms I think in those in most of those cases, the term rights is being used inappropriately. By my definition of what rights are, and those are things that are inherent in being a human being, uh, whereas civil so called rights are really just that's just another term for privileges. Right, and then uh, that would be, I guess. I mean, are you? Would you say you're discussing inalienable rights? I, mean, I think the idea of rights should, that, is that they should be inalienable, but clearly we know that they aren't because they're just ideas, and human beings violate in, them. In, as opposed to inherent uh, principles, you know, that are. I think the difference is rights are something that's granted to you, rather. Than... No, rights aren't granted. To, privileges are granted. Okay, to okay. You. So I'm sorry. I just thought you were saying that backwards. Okay, great. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with, with saying something like health care is a human right, but I would not say that it's an inalienable right. And, and I think that. But it's not a right. You don't have a right to health care because in, if you are, you know, if you are on an island, if you define and health care, right. that's how you define it. You right. have the right to right. care I for agree. your own health. I agree with you on that because I don't think that you should have the right to someone else's labor. Right. But again, it, it's, it depends on the, the confusion comes in as to how people are defining rights. And what sort of like school of thought that they are in, you know? I think right. Usually, it's just that they're not. You're correct. Frequently, people are are misdefining rights, and it's because they've been indoctrinated by these government school systems to believe rights are one thing when, in point of fact, they should be something else. But we're out of time for you, Johnson. Thanks for the call. We've got to get Tarek in here in Dunbar, listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Tarek, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's Tariq. Tariq, go um, ahead, sir. Yeah, I had a question, like. The guy before, I kind of tend to agree with him, the idea that you can't, like, you know, sell, you know, sell yourself into slavery. But I kind of disagree with his logic, with the idea with free will, because just because you have free will doesn't mean that you have, you know, the right to go steal something, you know, like theft. You know, like if you go, if, like, if I break in your house and steal your TV, just because it becomes my property doesn't mean it's right, you know. Yeah, yeah no you, you, you really don't develop a, a legitimate uh property right by stealing something. Well, one thing I think we can say that we've determined tonight is that people disagree on this subject. Thank (laughs) you for the call tonight. They're all over the place, even within the show here. Uh, We'll see you online in the meantime, between now and tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. I can't tell you how many times people have recommended to Ian and I that we start an online liberty business directory so the people will know with whom they're doing business and how they can do business with people who are in the liberty community. Well, the market for liberty.com is a liberty movement business directory. It intends to be a complete list of all products and services provided by members of the liberty movement or products that directly benefit the liberty community. This is a voluntary project. There'll be no charges for buyers or sellers using this site. It's being compiled right now, and they need your help. If you know of any products or services provided by members of the Liberty Movement, send an email to contact at themarketforliberty.com. Again, it's contact at themarketforliberty.com. This is a way to build the Liberty Movement right online. Contact at themarketforliberty.com.